Player 458 and player 459, please make your way to the Red Carpet Cafe. Your game shall begin momentarily. Welcome to the Red Carpet Cafe. I am one of your hosts, Eric Root. And I am your other host, Bree Prout. <sighs> Bree, we got to talk about this phenomenon. We do. This phenomenon that's all over Netflix and all over social media. The phenomenon known as the Squid Game. It's basically a series of games by sushi chefs that go out and take the time and make some of the best creations ever. It's phenomenal. It is probably better than anything you'll see from Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> absolutely no, but I gotta tell you, my my concession for binge watching this, I felt like if you ever seen the video where you have, it's I'm pretty sure it's out of Japan, where they have like a bowl of rice and there is like a fresh uh, little squid on top, but it doesn't have like its head and such, and then they pour the soy sauce and it dances all over. Like I felt like when I was watching Squid Game, I'm like, I can get a bowl of this and like. That's the game. It's to try and eat the thing while it's writhing. No? No. Uh, Not so much? (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we delve into it, um, today's concession is actually a brain food. Smarties. I'm pretty (laughs) sure if you take one of these, it does raise your intelligence level by at least a few points. So make sure you uh, binge eat a bunch of those because um, it's probably good for you or something. Maybe your dentist will disagree. Yeah, I was I was led to believe that eating Smarties would make you smarter when I was a little kid, and I believed it. <laughs> How'd that work out for you? I mean, I excelled in kindergarten. I started when I was four. Mom says I was the top of the class. Love to just not eat the pace that they create. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> smart if you don't eat the pace. Sit at the <laughs> table and cut with scissors, not standing, wow. keeping my tongue in my mouth. Yeah, I don't Very know what cool. happened after that, but kindergarten was prime for me. That's like the reject candy from Halloween. The parents are like, I don't want to eat it, so let's just give it to Brie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Uh, but all jokes aside... We're looking at nine episodes of Netflix's smash drama hit mm-hmm. out of Korea called The Squid Game. Also, happens to be we have a mutual friend, Will Evelyn, who is absolutely a huge fan of this. Like, so huge. I believe he had actually posted on Facebook that he changed his email address to Squid Fan. 1995. I'm pretty sure at, at that's at AOL.com in case you want to send him an email. But anyways, uh, Will's favorite show, oh. Squid Game, um, it's basically known as a show where hundreds of cash-strapped contestants accept an invitation to compete in children's games for a tempting prize. But the results, or but the stakes, not the results, but the stakes are deadly. And I don't mean like red meat steaks. I mean, just, you know, high stakes games type thing. 
tell me about your first impression on the show. Uh, First, Will, I am so sorry. (laughs) Second, um, I'll be honest, I have been really far removed from Netflix for a while now. Uh, I have it, but I constantly find myself (laughs) actually spending most of my time on um, HBO Max. Yeah. And occasionally recently um paramount plus mm-hmm. but i just i don't know i'm trying to watch this show right now that i've been really interested in for a while on hbo max i think i said hbo plus i meant to say hbo max <laughs> you um, said paramount plus but that was okay great. <laughs> Um, so I really wasn't on the up and up with things that Netflix has been doing. Um, that show on HBO Max was, was that you wanted to binge watch Big Bang Theory, also known as Fernando's favorite show of all time. Our, no. Again, mutual friend, Fernando. No, I've, I've okay. actually, I started it a long time ago. It's Succession. Um, and Ooh, I've seen now the previews I'm on that. officially yeah. all caught up. New episodes always come out on Sundays. I have had a major, major crush on Kieran Culkin for years. In fact, just before sitting down to record this, I was watching a Kieran favorite of mine. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, if you want to do a a Kieran Culkin podcast in the near future. (laughs) Was that favorite? I am ready to go. Did you watch him on Saturday Night Live this last weekend? I think it was. Uh, Obviously, this is Uh. Weeks after the fact, but yeah, yes, I uh, we can talk about that later too. I think we should do a Kieran episode. I really do. <laughs> I love that man so much. So, oh, was your Kieran favorite? Was that Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Actually, no. Um, my first introduction to Kieran Culkin outside of Home Alone because you know I was a kid, so I wasn't in love with Fuller. Back yeah, it'd then. be kind of weird if you're. In love with Fuller now, I'm pretty sure the laws <laughs> against most of that. Uh, well, not when I was a kid. He was still older than me, though. I think Kieran's a couple years older than me. Anyway, okay. I was watching Dangerous Lives of Alter Boys, Emile Hirsch, Kieran Culkin. Family Phenomenal. Movie. Sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway, back to Squid Game and Netflix. <laughs> As a result of my Kieran obsession, I mean... HBO Max mm-hmm. watching. Uh, my sister, she came to visit me the weekend of my birthday and she was like, <laughs> she started talking about Squid Game, which I had seen like memes and people talking about it on Twitter. And I'm like, I don't know. I just like, I, I've been watching Succession, so I don't really need to watch another show. And my sister was like, Brittany. And when my sister's passionate about something, like, you got to take it seriously because, like, okay. When when she displays passion, it's something that you know, like she really does. Like she's passionate about. Um, if she's not really passionate about, she'll be like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So she's like, Brittany, you have to watch it. Mm-hmm. And so I asked her what it was about, and she explained to me a few things. Uh, she explained that, um, it, as you mentioned already, it was a movie um, that was it's it's from Korea. Um, so there are. A couple of options in watching it. One, the show itself has a voiceover of English um, the entire time. Mm-hmm. Which was helpful for me uh-huh. because I speak virtually no Korean. Correct. Same here. 
Uh, and number two is that, you know, of course, there are always subtitle options, which I told you earlier when we said we were going to talk hmm. about this, that I'll like dive which into threw both of those me off when you're right? listening to it in English and then right. watching the Eagle subtitles. Right. It so, doesn't match. Yeah. So um, I'll touch base on that in a second. But she mm-hmm. it, she explained to me it's slow in the beginning. The first episode, you got to watch it. It's a little bit slow because it's giving you the backstory. She's like, you know, basically what you just said in your little synopsis, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, this man who is, um, you know, he, he's bankrupt. He needs to make money. He needs to make money to get out of bankruptcy and to help his family. And someone approaches him about this game that he can play where he can win a lot of money. And she was like, and, and she's like, you know, in their basic games, you know, like the first game that they play is red light, green light. Everyone knows what red light, green light is. And she was like, but then people start getting eliminated and by eliminated Brittany, I mean like eliminated. Yeah. And, like and, with and, prejudice. Yeah. If you get like, caught by the big doll, all of a sudden the yep. gun starts shooting yeah. and people and start she, dropping. And she's like, that's exactly what she said. She's like, and people start to die really, really quickly. Um, so I was intrigued. It got me, it hooked me. Um, and so I, got through the first episode the first episode just like she said it's very slow in like the premise and the background um and I honestly like I was really nervous because I am very much a subtitles person Mm -hmm. um something that I do not do well with is um like I'll reset my Roku I'll reset my TV on the regular if I'm watching a show and the their lips aren't matching what they're saying like it drives me nuts i cannot watch i cannot watch something where it's not synced together um and so i was very nervous watching this that i was going to feel that way and here's what i learned because i am a subtitles person i learned that the subtitles were more or less a direct translation of what was happening mm-hmm. Whereas the voiceover and what I appreciated so much was the voiceover was essentially giving you a translation, but in a manner that matched the movement of their lips. So I turned off subtitles. I didn't even, I didn't have the subtitles at all. I just Mm -hmm. turned the TV up loud enough. So nothing that I was doing, like eating, (laughs) would prevent me from being able to hear what was going on. And so... I don't know, halfway through the first episode, it dawned on me that I didn't even, I wasn't not only not, was not only not paying attention to the subtitles and hearing everything they're saying, I wasn't even phased by the fact that I was listening to voiceovers. Mm -hmm. So um, anyone who is hesitant to watch because of that, don't even let it bother you because it's not a thing. Yeah, if you turn the subtitles off, you don't even notice the fact that it's even dubbed. I mean, just yeah, uh, I agree with your analogy. the The voiceover acting matched the passion of the moment too, as well. Where if you read the literal translation, you'd be like, uh, "Okay, I get it," but I think the voiceover acting nailed it a lot better. But there's there's six games six games that need to be played, but you get to a point cause it's, it's actually to clarify, it's not a movie. It's a series. It's nine episodes. It's about nine hours long. Some are shorter, some are longer. I binged it. Yeah. Um, I did the same over a couple of days and um, 
you know, these contestants get to a point where they have the ability to stop the games once they realize what's at stake and that's people dying. So they take this democratic vote to the point where it gets Which down. I thought to f- was interesting. Yeah, and it gets down to 50-50 where player one, who is the oldest person on the planet um, in in this game, um, he decides to side with them and say, okay, we're going to end it. So they send everybody home. Nobody wins the prize money. They're, what, not quite halfway through the game or about halfway through the games? And No, I, I, th- I think that that was after the after, first game. Was it after the first one? I think it was after the first game because they were told all of the rules and then people were like, F this. Right, because you have 456 players and uh, of which red light, green light literally kills and eliminates half of the players or Uh over half of the players. Uh So all they have is what, 201 left because then it goes 100 and 100 and then the one player one was the tiebreaker. And, yeah, uh, you know, then you have your characters that all go back to their lives realizing, uh-oh, I'm still in debt to up to my ears and never get out of it. Mm-hmm. And so they, they don't find out. Back. Yeah, they make the decision on their own to come back, but not all of them, if you caught that. Nope. Yep, like 180 of, of the 201 come back. And um, in order for them to find out what the prize is at stake it took the first game because this empty, huge, clear piggy bank suspended above <laughs> the ceiling starts filling with cash. And it, at the time, I think it got up to maybe 35 or 45 million Korean won. And at the time I'm like, all right, how much is that? How much is that? I had to look right. it up. Yeah. And it wasn't, it, it's nowhere near what you'd think it would be. Um, but by the time this game gets to almost its conclusion, they're up to like 45 billion won, which translates, if I remember Googling it correctly, about 3.8 million U.S. dollars, which is substantial. But mm-hmm. it takes the elimination of players in order for the cash to continue to stockpile. Yeah, every time someone loses, which means dies... Yep. Their, the money, the value of their life, which is, is, is each person worth, was it like a hundred thousand or like 1 million? Uh, it, well, I mean, if you start doing the math, 456 um, players. And if the final prize was like 40, let's say 45.6 billion, Mm-hmm. It it's gonna end up in like you know several million won. Okay. Yeah. So I mean each time someone was my brain's fried, I should be able to just whip this out from my head no, going, oh, yeah, four hundred and fifty um, million won. Forty five million won. I was just telling my mom, I'm like the worst like my, my biggest fear in ever having children is math, because we're both gonna be sitting at the dining room table crying. <laughs> 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 anyway um yeah essentially what happens at the end of each game is the value of that person's life whoever is eliminated however many people are eliminated that's the money that then drops into this piggy bank hanging in the sky um there were some cool things that i started to to notice um you know 
for starters, every time people were eliminated when they would go back to like this room where they were all staying, this massive dorm room, um, you know, it would get smaller and smaller, the amount of beds, you know, they didn't keep everything the way that it was in the beginning, allowing people to, um, you know, go wherever they wanted. They were essentially like putting people closer and closer together in this huge space. And then as it got down to like the final, like three, they were three people spaced out amongst like every corner of the room. But then I started to notice along the wall, every single game they played was depicted on the wall. Right. Which would have been a clue to them before the games to know um, like what they were going to be doing. Um, But by the time it really gets revealed that that is on the wall, it's there's, there's nothing left. Um, Well, and and I'm trying to remember because it was supposed to be six games total. So first game was red light, green light. mm -hmm. The second game was the honeycomb game. And that was where Mm -hmm. they don't tell anybody what's going on. They have to pick one of four symbols. Mm -hmm. And the the shapes were circle, triangle, star, Star, and and umbrella. Mm -hmm. And then once they revealed the rules of the game, they're each handed a tin. They open it up. It's a flattened honeycomb. And in the middle is the shape that they were standing Mm -hmm. by. And the rule is, is that they have to remove the shape without breaking it or um, basically, yeah, that's it without breaking it. Or they have to finish within like the 10 minute or 15 minute time limit. Uh, Otherwise they're eliminated. And yeah, that means that there is a guard standing in front of you that shoots (laughs) you point blank in the face and you're, you're done. And then it uh, was what tug of war. Yeah. Tug of war was the third game. And then, of course, the stakes on that, you're on a plat, two teams on platforms, mm-hmm. and the losing team is basically dropped to their death. So that's yeah. fun. That's fun times. The um, next one was the Marbles game? Marbles, I no. think. Was... No, I think it was the bridge. No. No. Oh, okay. No, Marbles was next because there were still a lot of players. Okay, you're right. Because the bridge was one down to. One person in particular was not on the bridge anymore. Yeah. And well, and in the midst of all of this between games, one side of the survivor members basically decide to start attacking and killing players mm-hmm. at random in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. thus eliminating even more people, turning it into chaos, because mm-hmm. then it's all of a sudden like, who's on what alliance? It's crazy. Right. So marbles, then the bridge, and then the last game is, quote unquote, squid the game. squid game. And the actual squid game itself, it's a court that looks like a shape of a squid. And you have a defending team and an attacking team. The attacking team, well, in this case, since it's basically the final game, it's two people that are going head to head. Mm -hmm. And the attacker is at a disadvantage where they have to hop hop on one foot. Right. And Mm -hmm. they are trying to get to basically the squid head, get their foot on it to claim victory where the other person's trying to push them out of the boundaries of the playing Mm -hmm. field in order to declare victory for themselves. Now, if you get past the attacker or the uh, defender, 
then you can use both feet. But until mm-hmm. then, you have to hop on one foot, which makes yep. it extremely awkward. But um, yeah, so <sighs> by the time, so like I said, I binged this. And um, as you know, and anyone who is a semi-routine listener or even a routine listener knows that I am one that's always trying to figure it out, always looking for mm-hmm. um, the foreshadowing or something that you were supposed to notice that maybe they, they panned to for just a little too long, you know, to make you think about it. Um, and I couldn't do that in this, this one. I mean, there were things, there were thoughts that I had, and I should have listened to all of my voice messages to my sister because there were certain things that I, I picked up on without knowing that I was picking up on them. Um, so, you know, I mean, there's a lot going on in this show across every episode. You have, first of all, you have um, your main character, but then you also have his best friend or best friend he grew up with. I guess as they right. got older, they separated because mm-hmm. one was successful and the other wasn't um, is in there. There's a gal in there who was a pickpocketer and stole his money at one point. Um, there's the the old man who's number one. He He's in there and he says that he's ill, that he has a brain tumor. Well, here, there's before this. you continue on, though, let's do one thing about this show. Let's not spoil the reveal. The, the main the point. Ending. Yeah, the ending. let's not spoil on this one. Even though it's been out for a while, mm-hmm. I am going to encourage people to say, you should give it a try. If you can't binge it, at least watch the nine episodes. Because my perspective is, is that it is interesting in how they wrote it. Um, and yeah, it had that element where you're like, huh, all right, I kind of didn't see that one coming. So that's, that's good on you for getting one past the goalie on me. <laughs> and this, this particular show was rated on IMDb 8.1. Okay for an overall which I don't have, is pretty good i don't have my um yeah i don't have my uh oh my gosh words my ipad with me right now so i'm oh, i don't good. have imdb in front of me anyway so, continue yeah no what i was going to ask you though is that if you were going to give someone advice about the show what would be your advice to get them to to be able to finish it, like sit through it? And I'm not talking about like, it's not like it's uh, blood and guts horror, but you do mm-hmm. see some moments where people are like, whoa, okay, they just killed a bunch of people. And yeah. the blood, some of the blood's implied and some of it, you see it outright. Yeah. What, I don't what would you tell feel- them? From a from a gore standpoint, I would not consider this gory by any stretch. I mean, it's, it is labeled a drama. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, if you're worried about blood, I wouldn't let this bother you at all. Um, if I was going to get someone to watch it, and not even in all, it's it's funny because you're like, you know, how could you get them to watch it and let them know that they don't have to watch it all in one setting? Here's the thing, you don't. I mean, just like anything else, um, you know, you can, you can watch an episode a day, you can watch an episode a week. I wouldn't encourage you to watch only one episode a week because you're likely to forget a lot of things. Right. But, um, but it's, it's so easy to binge it. It's that good. You get past episode one and there's like, there's no stopping. Um, I, 
I was binging it and I got to episode six and realized it was like three 30 in the morning and I had mm. to work at nine. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I turned it off, but I wanted to keep going. So then that night when I got home from work, I did everything I needed to do. I got my dinner. I made sure that I took the dog outside, that he got to walk and go to the bathroom. And then I laid down in bed and I watched the last three episodes before doing anything else the rest of my night. Um, so to get someone to watch it, just freaking watch it. Okay, <laughs> there's, but, there's there's no convincing. Just do it. It's really good. All right. Let's take it a step further. Like, what would you say if you were going to give them advice, things that they should look for as they're watching? Um, Without giving away the farm. I mean, just certain things. Like for me, here's here. Let me give you an example. Okay. For me, I would say, okay, uh, you got to suspend belief in certain aspects. The case in point, you have a cop Mm -hmm. who has figured out how to infiltrate this situation Mm -hmm. to try and research what's really going on. Okay. Okay. You have to suspend belief because why would a cop take the life of a worker like at the very beginning when he shows up to the facility mm-hmm. he kills a worker to assume their identity why would a cop do that unless mm-hmm. unless you're going on the will evelyn plan of that he's like a secret agent and all bets are off he's like james bond or something yeah, you know, but again will's a got, big fan of the got, show he's got um this cop has um, skin in the game. He's he he's he lost his brother years and years ago, and he ha- only has this business card. So he believes that this game or this place, whatever it may be, because he doesn't realize it's a game when he's first going there. Right. He believes that it took his brother. However, like whatever that means, whether it sent his okay. brother away, whether it ended, ended his brother's life, he doesn't know, but he knows that it did something to his brother. Okay. So first of all, that's why he's even involved. Second, I mean, in that scene, you don't really see what's going on in the vehicle while they're fighting one another. Perhaps it was completely self-defense. And even though maybe he wanted to knock the guy out to assume his identity, maybe he had to kill him in order to be able to achieve that. So I don't necessarily think that there's a suspension of belief in there. I think that he did what he had to do because not only was he trying to successfully figure this out and turn it into his boss, it was about family. Okay. I still feel Um, like they're like, if I'm because he doesn't have permission to go undercover, he more or less tells his boss, oh, by the way, I'm not coming into work today because I'm looking at something. Right. And then, oops, I accidentally killed a worker and I've slipped in and infiltrated this Mm -hmm. uh, facility where don't you think conducted? First of all, I don't know how things work in Korea. So maybe that's okay. Maybe that's acceptable. Second. Mm hmm. Even if things were the way that you would anticipate that they would be here, who's to say that there isn't some type of amnesty in all of this and that he, even if though he's taking on an assignment himself, what he's discovering, because it's pretty huge what he discovers, um, you know, and taking down 
essentially an empire, uh, I think that they're going to maybe maybe a tap on the wrist, maybe some suspension, but I'm pretty sure that his life and job will be secure. Okay. Um, but what I, again, going back to like, you know, you want to know like what I would say to someone to get them to watch it other than saying like, just freaking watch it. Um, I, you have to be someone who likes suspense, Mm -hmm. who likes, um, like drama from the standpoint of like, again, I, it's suspense. You have to like suspense. That's, that's the big thing. Like when I think of the drama, the drama is like nail biting. It's not... It's not like Hamlet, <laughs> um, you know, two different kinds of dramas or tragedies, depending on how you want to look at it. Um, but I believe that this movie or this show, I keep saying movie, I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, there's no, there's no suspension of belief. I think that, okay. I think that. I really enjoyed it. Like when you said that it was an eight point something on IMDb, um, knowing how IMDb has been rating things lately, I'll take it. I consider that a win. I definitely think that this show, um, I would put it at the top of my, my list right now of things that I've seen recently and things that I would recommend. So I'm pretty satisfied knowing what the rating on IMDb is right now because IMDb tends to recently not be very fair in my opinion okay so feet to the (laughs) fire feet to the fire on this one then what is your uh rating on a scale of one to ten honeycomb discs for this uh this show the entire season one by the way they've mentioned that season two is already in negotiation which is odd to me because my sister, I, I was hoping Don't that there was a, a text, I was hoping there was a text message that and her and I voice chat a lot, but so it was probably in a voice chat. Okay. She had told me something like it took them like two years to complete this project. Mm-hmm. So to know that they've gotten approval for a number two and one where that storyline might go, but also how long it might take to produce it. Like, we might be waiting a little while. Um, what would Maybe. I rate this? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a nine. I'll give it a nine. Um, okay. There's a piece of me that wants to give it a 10 just because I watched it and I was like, oh, holy crap. Um, it definitely left me wanting more. Okay. Uh, but I also don't think that it's necessary. They could just end at season one and it's phenomenal. I don't right. think it's a season two. Um, I'm perhaps a little nervous about there being a season two because one, having to wait forever, but two, um, the games are going to have to be different. Not only would they have to be different just for those involved as well as like us as viewers, but I just, you would need a completely different storyline altogether, you know, like is to get, to get the viewer involved and passionate and care about the games and decide who they want to move on and who they don't. Um, yeah. It, it, it's going to be very interesting. I hope that it's not, you know, how sequels tend to be. Okay. <laughs> that's not very, very great. So I'm going to give it an 8.6. So slightly higher by 0.5 than IMDb. 
I downgrade it slightly. And the reason for it is that after I finished watching the final episode and soaked Mm -hmm. in the whole reason why this show took place, Mm -hmm. I started really delving into it. And the first things that came to mind was, so the people that participated clearly made a lot of bad decisions in their life in order Mm -hmm. to even get so desperate that they're going to play some game that they don't know what the stakes are just to try and get money to -hmm. pay off their debts. And granted anyone who, who wins, it would have been more than enough money to pay off their debts. Mm -hmm. So my issue with downgrading it a little bit was that I feel like this is a combination of a couple of, of, of like a movie and a show. And bad decisions after like 2 a.m. So it feels like (laughs) it feels like the Hunger Games went out on like a Tinder date with CBS a survivor. And then after a series of drinks and maybe some Colombian blow, they spent the night or weekend together on a bender. And this is the byproduct nine months later is this show because it had some elements of hunger games not the traditional we're broken up into factions but people are competing okay Okay. and then survivor cbs survivor you start seeing the let's let's be an alliance let's do this let's line up like that and i'm like okay all right so clearly someone's well versed in reality tv well i also i will say this about the alliances that were created um i found the only thing about that that I found odd, I mean, uh, it makes sense and it doesn't at the same time. And what didn't make sense to me was there's only going to be one winner. And that's made very, 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 very clear right. from Jump Street. Mm-hmm. So to align with someone, at some point you're going to have to severely disalign with them so i didn't necessarily see or understand the benefit mm-hmm. to this alliance or any of them other than in the evening time when they like they had like you kind of said factions earlier um when they you know when they were attacking each other right uh, i was going to say when you because typically you ask me what my concession is i was going to say it's a it's a hard-boiled egg and some water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they the the game itself was set up. It was like a game within a game. Like there's there's a lot of things we, we didn't made touch enough. Base on. We made enough just for one for each person. Yeah. Um. There's there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes too. Like there are games within the games within the game. So, yeah. um. You know, you, you learn a lot of backstory and I actually, you know, I prefer the way that we're doing this episode anyway, in that we're not diving into like a play by play of everything. Right. Um, right. But I think that, um, yeah, like there's, there's so much stuff happening behind the scenes. And those are the things that I was starting to notice more, I guess, when, when, when I was paying attention to the stuff that was happening behind the scenes, when certain things became revealed, I was like, ha ha, ha Like, so the, it, 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 it was something that occurred to me that, um, 
that at some point the thought at least crossed my mind because then when it was revealed, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I saw that coming, but I didn't see it coming until it already came. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, I think, uh, again, without spoiling the ending, I think we covered pretty much everything about it. I mean, it is an interesting watch. Mm -hmm. You know, even though I gave it the analogy between, you know, Survivor and uh, the Hunger Games, I mean, on its own, it still has interesting and compelling characters. Oh, for sure. So whatever they decide to do for um, Squid Game 2, Will Evelyn's Revenge, whatever they decide to do for that series, Evelyn, is that how you pronounce it? Okay, Evelyn. All right. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be so mad. <laughs> we love you, Will. Uh, we know that's your favorite. It's fine. You got uh, T-shirts that look like the PlayStation symbols that are on that. Right on the show. Did that's you, the first thing I thought. See, yeah. <laughs> like they're all did cosplaying the PS5 controller for the cards. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It's bizarre. Uh, did you see the Saturday Night Live? Uh, I don't even know what it's uh, called. Uh, uh, Music video, I guess. <laughs> I, I did not. I did not. Uh, I'm going to send I'm it old. To I go to bed done. early. You need to see it. <laughs> uh, you should be. You should get caught up on it since we're going to be doing a Kieran episode soon, and that's going to include Saturday Night Live too. Oh lordy! Well, I mean, I've already thought about maybe I should petition Netflix to help write that pilot script because you know, like my buddy Davis Grayson and I, we've been writing scripts and such. So um, I figure. I could just do it up in such a manner that it ends like every other one that it was all just a dream. You've been listening to the Red Carpet Cafe podcast. I am one of your hosts, Eric Root. And I am your other host, Repro. And (laughs) don't forget that the Red Carpet Cafe is a member of the Be Kind Rewind Podcast Network. You can find us on the web at bkrpn.com. And yes, Will, we're sorry we had to pick on you. Eric is sorry. Eric the show. <laughs> Bree made me do it. Uh-huh, right. Yep. Have, a, have a great week, everybody. Bye.